Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake. I am your host, and I have my co-hosts with me, Chris and Stacy. Hi, guys. And we also have my wife, Miss Shawnee, over there in the corner. How is everybody doing? Stellar. Good. Good. Tired. Trying to change the mic. I mean, not the mic. The camera. <laughs> I was doing some random things. Tired. Tired. Well, you got a you got a good reason to be tired. Uh, cause I'm pregnant. Yeah. Oh, okay. I call that a good reason. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> that and we're out pretty late. Well, not late for most people anymore, late but late us. for us. We went and saw that new Expendables movie. Mm-hmm. Went to that Hastings Theater. I, I forget what it's called, but the chair, the the theater's awesome. It's a golden ticket. Theater. Yeah, golden ticket theater, but it's like got reclining chairs that recline clear out, heated yeah. or cooled seats. Super comfortable. Sold. Very nice. Let's go. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. We told Ronan. I was like, we're taking you there next time. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I don't think I'll go to any other theater unless the new one they build at the mall will be about the same or better. But we can hope. I think it's hope. worth the extra, what, 20-minute drive? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go to our happy crappies. Shawnee, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> happy crappy, Shawnee. Uh, Happy, happy is, it was our 11 year, 11? Yes, 11. Enunciate a little bit, sorry. 11 year anniversary um, yesterday. Are you plugging canes? A little bit <laughs> on the YouTube. Not sponsored. Thank you, John. Not sponsored. <laughs> John took your our order and yeah. got us our food. Um, so yeah, 11 years together. That's a long time. And uh, we announced on Facebook, finally Facebook official, that we are expecting and that it's a girl. Yes. So that's been, that was the happy for this week. Um, Crappy. Hmm. I forgot my Bible at the church after Wednesday night. You did? Yeah. (laughs) I, I told Holly about it, but I was like, I would normally wait until Sunday to even say anything, but it's got my ultrasound pictures as a bookmark, so I don't want to lose it. You should have messaged Zach. He was still here. Well, she said that she was going to tell Zach. Oh, so. okay. So that way he doesn't put it out for Sunday morning for random people to use. <laughs> oh, gosh. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, other than that, it's been a pretty good week. Been keeping busy, no, like, really boring projects at work, so... One of you two want to go next? I'll go next. Okay, so I'm going to do my crappy first. Um, My crappy is that I, yesterday, I had to, when I I got up, I had to get up early and uh, do some stuff for work. And the stuff that I had to do for work included my laptop. And I took my laptop out of my bag and I accidentally knocked a key off of my keyboard for my tablet and completely destroyed the keyboard. So I was very upset about that. Oh, but the yeah. happy, because it was an expensive keyboard, it, yeah. it's this keyboard case, the, the happy is that I had accident protection on it, and I was able to just to take okay. it to Best Buy and get a brand new one. So <laughs> I was That's very great. upset. I was very, very upset yesterday. <laughs> and then I was, like, getting ready for work, and I was crying because I, you know, it's an expensive mm-hmm. keyboard. And um, 
Chris is like, just calm down. It'll be fine. And then I, tell a I'm, woman to just calm I, down. I was I was getting dressed, and then the Holy Spirit's like, hey, you got accident protection on that. It's covered. So there then I contacted go. their support, and they're like, yeah, it's completely. You just take it in. They'll replace it for free. Nice. So I got accident protection on this one too. Smart. <laughs> yeah, because it's way cheaper than buying a new keyboard. I bet. <laughs> so. So was that like with Best Buy or? Yeah. We, okay, I don't know if you said that. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I don't know if I said Best Buy or not, but yeah. My mind's all over the place lately. <laughs> That's okay. I do not believe you said it, but it is covered. Yeah, it was completely covered through the accident protection. I was like, oh, I am so glad I did that. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, get accident protection on this, and I did. Smart. Yeah, because it's expensive. Very expensive keyboard, but I use it all the time, so. Yep. That's mine. My happy and my crappy all rolled into one. I think I'm hearing Ronan's game through our, through our mics. Okay. Yeah. Let's make sure. I was like, he am I hearing other voices? He had to walk away for a minute. He was frustrated. Well, hey, that's kind of that's kind of what I've gone over with. When you get frustrated, don't throw a fit. Just walk away from mm-hmm. it for a second. Yeah. Yep. I think he's just going to switch games. <laughs> all right, Mr. Chris. Uh, my happy is pretty soon. One of my favorite holidays and months is um, coming right around the corner. So... <laughs> I was excited about Halloween in October. Uh, crappy is I'm kind of waiting on some people for information, and they're not responding to me, so that oh, is a bummer. Yeah. That's the worst. I yeah. hate waiting. Yeah. Personally, I, I hate it. Really been, hate it. It's been like two weeks for one of them, and I'm just like writing you off. Bye-bye. Mm, yep. yep. Yep, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, instead of trying to skip myself like I did last time, <laughs> um, my happy for the week, of course, you know, I'm still some of Shawnee's, our 11th anniversary. Um, what else would be a good happy? You felt Phaedra kick this morning. Oh, yeah, I felt that. That's a good one. So I'll use those two. We, yeah. we named our daughter Phaedra already. She's not. She's only 15 weeks old. In utero, and <laughs> she's already got a name. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that all of a sudden there was movement because Ronan wasn't moving that early at all. But this kid, of course, with that ultrasound, was just all over the darn place. Yep. All Jumping over the place. Bean. Arms flailing around, legs going. It's like, okay. Yeah. She's all nice and comfortable, and you start moving around. She's like, no, <laughs> let me sleep. <laughs> um, movie was great last night. Expendables 4, not for children. Definitely not. Oh, I do no. not recommend it for anyone under like 16. Or anyone um, that doesn't like violence. It's a very yeah, well, violent I mean, movie. you should know that it's a very violent movie called The Expendable. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to hit the inhaler. Allergies getting to me real bad. Um, Is that your crappy? No. Oh. <laughs> crappy. You sh- you know about this one already, Shawnee. What happened at work this week with my mm. toolbox? Yeah. I was turning my toolbox so I can. Uh, I've got a big spool of wire. Uh, well, not wire. Uh, pole that goes across the back that has all my spools of wire on it. So I was rotating it so I could start pulling wire through conduit. And there's this like concrete trench around this machine that we're working on that they should have filled in. They didn't. Um, one of my wheels on my toolbox caught, and there goes the toolbox. The whole thing just went just over. And tools everywhere. Oh. All over the place. Bent the box up. Oh. 
I was able to bend it basically back into position and back everything back where it needed to be. So I was happy with that, but I was not happy at the time. And I will say that my, my fleshly self came out and I let out a few choice words and I heard a few guys behind me go, oh, <laughs> as soon as it went down. Yeah. And they're going to fill in that little trench so that doesn't happen to anyone else. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some good that came from it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. CYA. Yeah. But uh, what was it? I have these lab- like a big old box with just a bunch of wire labels in it. Mm-hmm. And we did the math one day, and each label came out to like a dollar and eleven cents or something. And they're little itty bitty things, like maybe half an inch long, eighth inch wide. And I had probably easily I don't know five six hundred of them in this labeled tray, and it just went flying out everywhere. Every single label did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, I can't just sweep that up and throw it away. Yeah, yeah. I had to pick every one of them up. Uh. And then, after I organized them, got back out there the next morning, my tray, I've got a tray on the side of my toolbox that kind of flips out and stabilizes itself. It just dropped, and it had all my labels in it, on it. Oh, no. So they all right on the floor again. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) One of the guys I work with is above me. He just starts laughing, and I look up at him. I just go, I'm going home. (laughs) I'm just going home. I'm done. Nine o'clock in the morning. I'm going home. Uh, I, I think it was days. like seven thirty. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, That's when I remember seeing it. I don't know. I've had those days. I've had those days where I'm like, I just, I don't want to be here anymore today. <laughs> I just yeah. want to leave. That's enough. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm done. That's, That's rough. Enough slices. <laughs> That's enough slices. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what that meme is even from. I don't remember either. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, I don't know. I've never seen it. I think Chris is looking it up on his phone. Um, let's do. Let's go into random questions. Unless anybody has anything they want to report for the week. No. All right. Let's go into random questions. Those are always really fun. I've got a fun one already. Let's do it. What was your favorite color as a kid, and can you imagine wearing <gasps> only that color for the rest of your life? And I can start if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead with that. Okay. So when I was in kindergarten, my favorite color was pink and black. It had to be pink with black. Not pink by itself, not black by itself, but it was pink and black. And my my kindergarten teacher, when they asked what our favorite colors were, I said, you know, pink and black. And she's like, no, you have to pick one. I said, no, it's pink and black. And I was adamant about it. So <laughs> she told my mom, she's like, she's got to pick one. She can't have two favorite colors. And my mom's like, no, she doesn't like pink and she doesn't like black. She only likes pink and black together. And so that was my favorite color when I was really little. And um, I had a lot of clothes that were pink and black because I was, you know, growing up in the 80s and early 90s. <laughs> so, so like the wind pants? Lots, lots of pink and black. I do not like pink and black anymore. <laughs> Blue is my favorite color now. And I cannot imagine wearing pink and black now being the only thing that I could wear. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Shawnee? Um. When I was in preschool, my favorite color was red. And yeah, no. <laughs> Can't see I mean, yourself just wearing red only? No. Like, if I could wear all shades of red, maybe. <laughs> as long as I can, like, also mix in other colors. <laughs> and not just that color. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I, I could wear all, all of the different shades and tints of red. But not just straight red. Yeah. See, I think mine was like red and black at the same time. Mm. For the longest time until I discovered the like the dark green colors. Yeah. And that was probably like at least 10, 11 years old. And I wear those a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, that, that color just suits me for some reason. Yeah. So the, but I wear black a lot, too. Olive green, army green mm-hmm. suits you. Yep. Army green's one of my favorite colors. You probably would the wear that every day. Green. Yeah. Because I've, I've got well, blah, 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 I've got some shirts that were all that, and now they're kind of grayish because I've worn them so much. True. And then, you know, i gotta got to have the Pokemon shirt, too. I'm not the one with the Pokemon shirt today, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> but could I see myself wearing black and red constantly now? No, probably not. I think Ronan would be okay with it, though, because those are currently his favorite colors. He wears a lot of green, though, too, have you noticed? Well, who I buy his clothes, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, if he's given the choice between any other color and red, he will choose red to wear. That wasn't me. That was probably Shawnee. Wasn't mine. Silence your phone. (laughs) Silencio cell phono or whatever it is. Silencio cell phono. (laughs) Mr. Chris, what were your favorite colors? Blue. Still blue. That's cheating. Always wear blue. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit of blue there. It's blue. Plus no. (laughs) All right. I've got a fun one. Team Carol Baskins or Joe Exotic? Those are the tiger. Yeah, the lion tiger people. Phone. Yeah, we never watched that, Maybe. so oh, I can't say either one, and I won't watch it either because <laughs> I, yeah, no. Team Doctor Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> the the Alaskan vet. Um, <laughs> Yukon. Well, Yukon. Well, that's in Alaska, isn't it? Uh, probably. Um, yeah. So am I the only one that watched that show? <laughs> Apparently. Yes. Well, just put it out there. I'm Team Joe Exotic. If anyone wants to argue with me, go ahead. Down in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we can't, we can't comment on that because we didn't watch it. I won't. Uh, no. After, like, the first episode is really stupid. You can watch the next, like, four, and then it gets really stupid again. Yeah. Uh, the, the people on that show, just from the trailers and stuff, they remind me of family members that I have that oh. have been... Um, into substances and, mm. you know, yeah, no thanks. And plus, I really, really, really like tigers. So if there's anything that's non-couth with the tigers, I'm just going to be an angry, angry person. So yeah. <laughs> they're pretty like, uh, kind of remind me of, like really hillbilly type people. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, they, 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 wow. I need to learn to stop stuttering so much sometimes. Joe Exotic, I remember them being the ones that they were the ones that turned around the country with all the tigers and mm-hmm. go to the malls all the time. Mm-hmm. I barely remember that, but I do. And I was always like, Mom, tigers. And nope, never went. I went without knowing that who that guy was. I went to the mall that he was at that I was near and I actually got to go in and see. Because I was like, I want to pet tiger cubs because I want to know how much they're yeah. like house cats, you know. Mm. And they were pretty cool. <laughs> I love tigers. They're my favorite animal. So. We were on vacation one time. At the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin, and uh, there were like tiger cubs there, and I have no idea if it was the same mm. thing or not. But like, they were so cute, mm. so cute. I bet. Very soft. Very but yeah, fluffy. like at, when I at that age, I was absolutely not thinking about like the humane aspects of it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I was, all I knew was just like. <gasps> Pet a tiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I still want to pet a tiger. They're a lot like 
house cats in so many ways. Yeah. They really are. It's crazy. But yeah. they like water. Yeah. They, they do. Um, I When I was in high school, I did this research project on tigers where I did like a I actually built a web page that was part of the research project and made a whole web page. We did like my whole report on the web page. But par- as part of that research project that I did, um, I went to a tiger reserve that hadn't opened yet. It was not just tigers, but it was big cats. And it was in Kansas. My mom knew somebody that worked there. So I got back, like backstage access kind of deal. Um, they weren't open yet. I got to actually stand closer to the cages than people, visitors were going to be able to stand. And they took me around and they gave me a tour. We, we recorded a video. I interviewed everybody out there and they were talking about how tigers are really a lot like house cats and how they're, um, more like house cats than a lot of the other big cats. And there were feral cats that lived in the vicinity and they would actually go in the cages with the tigers and the tigers would, you know, let them, you know, just hang out and <laughs> some of them would groom them and stuff. But Aww. yeah, it was just, it was a really weird thing because we, they were just, you know, talking about it and then they, these cats are walking around and they're like, oh yeah, and the, as long as the tigers aren't eating, the cats will go in there and they'll just hang out with them and <laughs> they'll be buddies. They don't, you know, but, but the, they had, uh, I think they had a mountain lion and they had some um lynxes or bobcats or something like that too and they said the cats the house cats stayed away from (laughs) the others because the others would kill them but the tigers actually would let them come into the cages and stuff they'd just walk right between the bars and go in with the tigers and stuff wow yeah so yeah a good friend of ours he had a pet bobcat for a long time named tom tom the bobcat was an epic cat and He'd let you come up, pet him. He'd do the whole purring thing at you, just like a regular house cat would. But if you, when you threw his food in there to him, mm-hmm. yeah, stay away. Oh yeah, you yeah. would go nuts and bite your hand off if you try to grab his stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the way that the tigers are too. They they said that um, you, I would assume around some of the other big cats, this would be true too. But around tigers, you don't wear the color red okay. because it looks like blood. Oh, that makes Ooh. sense. So you don't wear the color red. Um, so none of the people that worked there were allowed to wear the color red because of that. Because, yeah, it, it could set them off if they were hungry. <laughs> Even though they don't smell it, they'll see it and they'll go, oh, that's food. <laughs> I and can you, see that. You don't want to be food. <laughs> no, no, not to that apex predator. Are they kind of like lions where, like, if you wear certain kinds of perfumes or whatever, they're going to smell the different ingredients and be like I'm going to mark you they could I don't know that I didn't ask but it was it was a really neat experience to be able to go go do that yeah that sounds really cool Mm -hmm. big kitties Mm -hmm. (laughs) big kitties sorry um anybody else got any random weird questions otherwise I got is cereal a soup Well, I I would say, what's the definition of a soup? Doesn't it have to be a hot liquid? No, well, there are cold, cold soups. Soup. Name five. Um, I only know of one. There's uh, different squash soups that are cold. You can have tomato soup cold. Cucumber soup. Yeah, I so say there's there's a bunch of different soups that are cold soups. According to Dr. Google, a liquid food, especially with a meat, fish, or vegetable stock, as a base and containing pieces of solid food. Um, would meat 
dog doesn't that's not milk yeah yeah so no the same animal though yeah that's true yeah it's a liquid food the vegetables cereals yeah grains but the the liquid is the trick well but potato soup doesn't have a beef or a Chicken. chicken broth usually it's usually milk mm. so yeah well well let's see i think you could make an argument that it is a soup yeah you could probably argue that the ocean is a soup as well yeah definitely, <laughs> just definitely. Saying, just saying. <laughs> yes i mean it's a liquid it's salty there's definitely meat and vegetables in it so. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Cereal is not considered a soup because it is liquid-based food that contains a solid component. But soup is a liquid food made by boiling or simmering. Blah 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 blah. I don't agree. Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say, what if it's like a hot cereal? Then is it a soup? Because it would you could make it by boiling. Name a hot cereal. Grits. Grits. Porridge. Malto meal. Oatmeal. Yeah, those are all <laughs> hot cereals. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with this. I'm like, who, who eats hot, hot cereal? cereal? Some people. Well, in <laughs> the wintertime, you eat oatmeal, so. Right. Not not milk cereal hot. Mm, you don't put I wouldn't. milk in your oatmeal? No, no. Cereal, not oatmeal. Well, I'm talking oat- about from a box with Aren't milk. oatmeal a cereal? Oatmeal okay. is okay, cereal. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so... When I was a kid and we wanted cereal for breakfast, but we ran out of milk, we always had ice cream. Ooh, nice. So you warm up the ice cream Mm -hmm. and put it over your cereal to eat it, and it's warm. And how often would your dad let you guys run out of milk, but had all this abundant ice cream just to have ice cream and cereal? (laughs) (laughs) Not that often, I don't think, because dad didn't. he He didn't eat it. What? I've seen him do that. He didn't eat cereal. I've seen him do cereal and ice cream. Okay, but it's rare. He, he was usually more, more like a, a Pop-Tarts guy for breakfast. Just because it's quick. Yeah, grab it and go. But this, her dad always has ice cream. Yeah. Always. No, he always has Constant. to have his ice cream mm. before bed. Was he in... He wasn't old enough to be in World War Two, was he? Oh, no. 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 Okay. Because you know about World War Two and ice cream, don't you? I have not enlightened us. Oh boy, this will be fun. <laughs> okay. So, um, go down the story time. Oh, um, <laughs> thanks to my, uh, our friend, uh, the fat electrician on YouTube. He talks about how prohibition happened be just before World War II. So everybody was still in that no alcohol mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, what people used instead of the alcohol fix was ice cream. Mm-hmm. So the United States military wanted to carry that over so people weren't tempted to drink when they were enlisted and out of war. Mm-hmm. So the United States military issued ships as ice cream ships. Yeah. And they literally had a crew that made ice cream and would go and deploy ice cream wherever they went. Mm-hmm. That's epic. It's yeah. crazy. They had one entire ship that just, I mean, those guys just cranked out crazy amounts of ice cream. And they'd drop somewhere and just deploy ice cream to all the guys and then move on and go to the next. Yep. yep. It's it's insane. Yeah, that's when all the ice cream parlors yeah. um, became really popular, and that, there's a lot of um, people that grew up in that that area mm-hmm. era of prohibition that um, really really are attached to ice cream, and mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why it's it's a really neat video. I'd recommend watching it. Fat electrician. He's awesome. he's got a lot of awesome stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, like uh, um, go ahead, Shawnee. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying. I'll remember. Go ahead. Okay. 
I kind of wonder if that is part of why, because like this is a tradition that his dad did like when they were kids, and I'm sure his dad did. Huh. Like Grandpa Ray. The the one that passed away in the grain cart? Yes, that one. That's a creepy grain cart. It is a creepy grain cart. A lot cart. of weird things happen when that grain cart's around. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. It's just not, not a good feeling. But um, anyway, like, when Dad was a kid, though, like, Grandpa Don and all of them, all of their six kids would always have ice cream before bed. And Dad mm. still does it to this day, so. Just el tradition. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I sure. very well could go back to that, that it, tradition. Yeah, it could. That's, That's cool. totally possible. I'm sure Ronan would not mind if we started that. Up. <laughs> oh, no. He would <laughs> love it. I used to have ice cream before bed every night. And be like, well, Dad's having some, so. <laughs> I always like like doing mine with that Reese's hard shell. Mm-hmm. And I always put way too much on, so I had giant chunks in the bottom after the ice cream's all gone. <laughs> and yeah. Bow down on that. Those bottles don't last very long. <laughs> nope. Did you guys um, ever see the that fat electrician fellow? His uh, story on, I forget what kind of ship it, well, not ship plane it was. But, like, the tips of the propellers, you said there were three propellers, and the tips of the propellers would break the sound barrier. Not the base, but just the tips. So this thing was so loud they could hear it over 50 miles away. Wasn't that the yeah. Banshee? I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, I think we watched that one. I know we watched that one. I just thought that was epic. Like, I don't know how a pilot could even fly that thing being so loud. Yeah. Where, like, it made the engineer faint. And yeah. the mechanics start puking. Yeah, yeah, we did yeah. definitely watch that one. Uh, we One of our friends that we game with on Tuesdays, uh, he is super excited about the fat electrician, and he shows us the new video every week, so we have to wait to watch it until Tuesday. Oh. So we, we always watch the new video every week with him. I wonder how much research that guy does before he does a video. Oh, gosh, it's got to be a lot. And like how, how he finds <laughs> topics. That's a, oh. That's, oh, I'll be right back. What's something fell? It is the XF 84H Thunder Screech. <coughs> Sounds like that'd be the perfect name for it, though. Thunder Screech? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 50 some miles away, a town complaining about it. That's just nuts to me. Mm-hmm. One oh. of. Uh, one of the Go first ahead. test pilots to fly it flew it and then was like, I don't want to fly this anymore. I'm done. And yeah. test pilots are kind of crazy. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. That thing My is wild. My son is super sad because he spilled his lemonade, apparently. So, we might just pause real quick. That's fine. Okay. Until he's done. Readjust my chair because I scooted back a little bit. Yep. Got to get all comfy. <laughs> <coughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Are you waiting on me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, slow motion. Slow motion. <laughs> slow motion, Chris. <laughs> All right. So now you were saying the name of this plane was? Uh, the Thunder Screech. Thunder Screech. And then you were going into a story, but I don't remember what was going on. Uh, one of the first test pilots, after he flew it the first time, he's like, I'll never get in that plane again. And test pilots are crazy. Yeah. So most of the time, if they get into a plane and they don't want to do it again, there's a really good reason they don't want to do it again because they're crazy to begin with. Like, I wonder how fast that thing was flying. I'm going to pull up Google here. Thunder Screech? I believe so. 
Thunder, Screech. I say, I think if I remember correctly, with that video when he was talking about that plane, um, they went through several test pilots. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think it was several test pilots. It wasn't just one, <laughs> which is usually not a good sign. <laughs> Five hundred and twenty miles per hour. Almost yeah. supersonic. Or yeah. Almost sonic. Yeah, it was That's ridiculously, fast. ridiculously fast. Yeah. But I've gone faster. <laughs> Really? The, the, the boss's boss's oh, boss's right. jet that we went and did training with. We were going like 600 and some mile an hour. Mm-hmm. That thing. Yeah, they've got a, a GPS map of where you are, and Iowa just kind of like disappeared really fast. We just <laughs> flying across the thing. It only took like 15, 20 minutes, it seemed like. That's awesome. I couldn't imagine that fast on the ground. Oh, man. Nope. All right. <laughs> Too many obstacles. Yeah. So, I have another interesting one here that I was I was thinking about the other day. Why do you think we as a human race are inherently scared of the dark? Because hmm. we don't have low light or dark vision. Oh, <laughs> that's a that's a gaming thing right there. Yeah, absolutely. As a dwarf, I have it. <laughs> it is partially because of that. We can't see in the, the dark as easily. And so. Fear of it, the unknown. Yeah, it's the fear of the unknown change. Fear of the unknown, predators. You can think of all that stuff. Could have been like an evolutionary thing. But I, like, I was thinking of, it of another route. What does the Bible say hell is like? Or So God is light, and without God is hell, and that's darkness. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it's kind of something I was thinking about the other day. So it's like hell is darkness, the absence of God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And kids with their imaginations, they think they see things in the dark. and So, yeah, that makes sense. Well, we're always told that hell is a place of, like, the lake of fire and burning and fire. But perhaps, not that I hope I ever have to go there, but I shouldn't. Um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Perhaps it's not fire, actually, but it's sub-zero temperatures. So it's a burning feeling. Yeah, freezing does feel it like w- burning. It wouldn't be warm. It would be the opposite because fire gives off light. So mm. it would be the opposite. Mm. It'd be crazy because then it would be dark, too. Yeah. That'd be a yeah, horrible place to be. Yeah. 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 Was it? I was going down the Reddit rabbit hole one time. <clears throat> Just like different people, what they saw after they died or whatever. You know, it was like... People that have died, what did you see on the other side or something like that? There was uh, quite a few people that were more, you could tell they were kind of more Christian, the way they were writing. Do you hear whistling? Oh, yeah, I hear it too. It's a power tool somewhere. Is somebody else in the building? I don't think so. Weird. Okay. It's the store. Oh, it's the door. All right, back to my steal. I was going down the red <laughs> rabbit hole, and they were asking what people saw when they died. There was a lot of people you could tell they they were Christian from their aspect, and they'd see like this river with life, and there'd be a this light and a person with the light, you know, telling them to go, and they could see their family that uh, passed on. Then there were other people that uh, offed themselves, committed suicide, where they said all they saw was darkness, hmm. complete and utter darkness. When they got brought, and then they got brought back. I've never asked my brother what he saw. He's committed suicide a couple times. The one that's in prison now, but yeah. Hmm. It just makes me makes me wonder and makes me think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that there are accounts of 
people that have been known to be Christians that when they've passed away, they they look peaceful, and there are people that it, that are known like atheists and um, just non Christians mm. that um, have had a look of terror pass over their face as yeah. they've passed away. I've I've heard accounts of that. I don't have the specific examples, but I've heard several stories of things like that where you actually do see stuff as you're dying, and for some people it's it's obvious. You know, like where some people uh, claim they see angels and such, and mm-hmm. I've heard stories from uh, other nurses and stuff where the, the people just start screaming, freaking out at what's around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes you go back to thinking, so this the person that are seeing angels and stuff, obviously they had to have been Christians and accepted Jesus, and the others... Not even if they went to church, maybe they were just doing the religious side, not mm-hmm. the, not the relationship. Yeah. Boy, it's too bad we don't know somebody who deals with this kind of stuff all the time. Oh wait, we do. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a friend that's a deputy. Oh, uh, another reason I'm trying to get him to come on and talk on the podcast. Uh, well, that'd be fun. He's probably got some stories. Well, he's got stories. Well, we are coming up on October, so that might be something to do. We should try to get him on on, on October. Scary stories. <laughs> I'd kind of like a whole kind of series for October thing going with like just different scary stories or more supernatural type stories. I've got one. Sweet. I'd love to tell. Do you want to save it for October? Do you want oh, to tell it absolutely. Now? No, I'll, I'll save it for October because <laughs> I, I still get, I don't want to say the willies, but I still get nervous about it. Yeah. Because it was nuts. Yeesh. I've got lots of stories. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, I've told you quite a few of them. I think <laughs> most of them by now. Probably. And every time I tell you about them, I always end up getting like the chills and freaked out kind of thing. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so look forward to that in October, everybody. <laughs> I need to talk to Brad try to get him scheduled. Yeah, he's got some He's got good stories. ones. Be rad. Be rad. Brad. Um, <laughs> he's willing to share. Well, he should. I think he is. He's a good guy, yeah. I think, I think when I talked to him about it last year, he was all willing to share about it. Right. I mean, like, in a public forum. Oh, I bet he is. I bet. Yeah. I've got confidence. Ask. Confidence. <laughs> um, well, hey, we can just go to this one. Why is it as Christians it seems we are scared to discuss supernatural things we have witnessed or experienced with people or even with other Christians? I've got an answer for that. I yes. mean, so many times you don't know how somebody's going to react, and it's it's not always easy to gauge it, somebody's reaction, even if you think you know them really well, because sometimes people have really crazy beliefs, and then they have wild overreactions to anything that you say, mm-hmm. especially if they don't understand um some of the things that that the holy spirit does so supernatural things can be a crazy crazy thing um you know for them to experience i mean i've had pastors that freak out if i give them a word because they don't believe in the holy spirit as active for now so yeah I think you discussed that last podcast. 
Yeah. I think it was the last podcast, uh, right? Well, I don't was know. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I brought it up in one of the recent ones, but... I think it was with Ash and John that you brought it up. Yeah. So I just listened to those yesterday, Selling Honey. Yeah, so... I think that's, I mean, the biggest reason why I'm like, I'll gauge the situation before I bring things up because sometimes some people don't believe in healings. I've been healed multiple times and, you know, some people you'll say that and they'll go, "Uh uh-huh, or they'll go, that doesn't happen or, you know. It's kind of like where. unbelief. Yeah. It's kind of like where I'm still on the fence on the speaking in tongues thing because most of the time when you read about speaking in tongues, it's speaking another language. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you get to Paul and he changes that mm-hmm. where it's more like what you see today where the people are making the sounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence of that one because there's multiple accounts in Acts where they're speaking in other languages to people that didn't speak their normal language. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm on the fence there. Well, and see, I've, I've been around uh, people twice where they've spoken in tongues. Uh, the first time was when... I don't remember how old we were, but my mom was really sick. And we had some friends that we met at some Christian concert or conference or something. And they were from Africa. Uh, They were from Kenya, if I remember correctly. And they came over and they they made food for us and um, cleaned the house because my mom was really sick. And they then they said, okay, let's pray for your mom. So we were praying for my mom, but my mom was not included in the prayer. And um, when my brother prayed, he, I could understand him. I thought he was speaking English. But um, when he prayed and we got done with the prayer, my mom's like, what? What was he saying? I couldn't understand it. And then that's when Stella, one of the ladies that was there from Africa, she goes, oh, he, he, was, he was speaking. And I don't remember what, what uh, dialect it was, but it was an African dialect. And she's like, oh, yeah, he was speaking my native tongue. And, um, you know, I didn't even notice it because to me it sounded like he was speaking in English. But because my mom was outside the prayer, she was unable to understand it. She didn't understand it at all. And then there was a time when I went to uh, see you you at the pole at at, uh, school um, where you pray around the flagpole. Yeah. And uh, for National Day of Prayer. And I was involved in that group of group of kids that were, were praying, and we were praying for the teachers, we were praying for the bullies, we were praying for people by name, we were praying for all that stuff. And then afterwards, when I went into the school, there were a bunch of kids. I don't think this was just like kids being kids. I think this was, you know, kids actually being freaked out. There were bunches of kids that I'd passed through. They're like, did you see those weird kids that were t- around the, the flagpole? They were just speaking in gibberish. They couldn't understand us at all because we were all speaking in tongues. And, it, you know, I think it was to protect us because of what we were praying for. Hmm. Kind of makes you wonder where they say uh, when you're praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, it's the devil can't hear you. So it's like, okay, are these other people being influenced yeah. by demonic possession for sickness for making them do bad things and stuff mm-hmm. and then they just can't hear that because of that issue yeah so i think i i i mean i've experienced it twice where i've been in the group of people that has have been speaking in tongues and i could understand them completely perfectly and then the people outside of the people that were praying couldn't understand it all at all so i know that there are times when people speak in tongues and you're not going to understand them so um 
I don't have as much of a problem with it, even though I grew up in a church that didn't believe in it at all, because I experienced it twice when I was a kid. So I know that there are going to be times when somebody speaks in tongues and maybe you're not the interpreter. You're not supposed to understand what's being said. Maybe the message isn't for you. But I know that um, it also says in the Bible that we are supposed to um, have somebody that um, basically checks us if we're speaking in tongues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, Paul says there should be an interpreter if you're speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a church, it's better to speak the language that they're speaking versus in, in, in tongues. Mm-hmm. It's better to say what he says, three words in uh, understandable language. Yeah. Especially if you don't have an interpreter, then they are, they're not going to know what the heck you're saying. They're going to think you're crazy. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, I, I don't think the speaking in tongues thing, like, I think it exists, mm-hmm. but I'm on the fence on certain people, how they're doing it. It doesn't feel right. It feels like a show mm-hmm. versus an actual thing from the spirit. Yeah. And then the whole, um, there's been many accounts that I've actually um, read about where people would just randomly speak another language that they never knew before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then other people that spoke that language freaked out because uh, you don't speak that language. How are you talking to us right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. So it's like, I know that part of it still exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I'm with you. Sometimes it's really hard to tell if somebody's actually speaking in tongues or if they're just making noises. And that's, yeah. that's one of the things that we're warned against doing. So, you know, it's kind of, and it's, there's not enough information as far as from what I've read in the Bible that makes it completely clear exactly how tongues works. Um, it's, I mean, I don't know. We did a study on tongues, Chris and I did, and um, <laughs> the guy that wrote it didn't believe that tongues are a thing for now. <laughs> oh, Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I know that it is because, like I said, I've experienced right. it twice. So, yeah, I know for a fact that it happens. But this is a fun place for me to be because I've been where you're at. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm now way past that. Well, I, just, I speak in tongues all the time. Well, I'm not saying I don't think it exists. And speaking right. in tongues, like once you like, I think Frank's talked about before, like finding your spiritual tongue. And I think J- Pastor John Tass has talked about mm-hmm. that yeah. too. It's like personally for me. Mine is English or something right now, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not at that point yet where I could stand in front of people and do that. Well, and there are two different types of tongues, too, because there's the tongues where you're supposed to be communicating with other people, and then there's speaking to God. That's mm-hmm. They call it, I think it's called like a spiritual utterance or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'd have to Google it to see exactly... <laughs> exactly what it what it's called do 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 the bible search but um but yeah i think there's two different two different things and i think sometimes people get them confused or right. combine right. the two yeah so like when frank has talked about um praying in tongues it's that's like your own prayer language rather yeah. than um like what you would do in front of an entire crowd right right, right. I found the in Corinthians where Paul's discussing speaking in tongues here. I'll just go ahead and read this whole passage. It's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I think 13 through 19. So it goes, this is in the NLT, by the way. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Well, then what shall I do? I will pray in the spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. 
For if you praise God only in, in the Spirit, how can those who understand you praise God along with you? Or who don't understand you? Mm-hmm. How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you, but in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Yeah. So there he's talking, uh, speaking in tongues is from his spirit. That's a spirit language. Mm-hmm. But to, he, he kind of warns us in that instance as well to not just only do that. Right. That we got to pray also in language that everyone else understands, which I understand that completely. And I, I've, I've only heard people doing the speaking in tongues thing a couple times where I actually felt like it felt like it was different. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of them where it feels like, okay, you're just putting on a show and you're getting people to go <laughs> over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, and that's what we're warned against doing is, is bringing attention to ourselves for our own glory versus yeah. actually, um, you know, being used by God. Yeah. Checking the fruits of our Christian brethren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's a video out there. I'm going to say it's, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's a Baptist church. It's got to be a Pentecostal church. But the guy, the pastor runs up to some random dude in the crowd. And he's like, let me hear that spiritual tongue. And the guy goes, ha, ah, And then the pastor just takes off running. Ah! And it's like, what is this? It's just a big show. And everybody just starts going right, nuts. Right. And there's a lot of it. And I think that's what's. People doing that are turning people that aren't Christians away from Christianity, too, because then they see this show, and it's like, even if they're not Christians, they still feel it in their soul Mm -hmm. that, hey, there's something wrong with this. This ain't right. It's like, I think even if you're an atheist or what what have you, you still feel it in your soul, and your soul knows. Mm -hmm. And everybody's got a soul. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're just sitting all prim proper over there? (laughs) No, I'm a little slouched. (laughs) Oh. Well, <laughs> I'm darkening all my questions that I've asked, so I don't ever ask them again. <laughs> ever? Well, I might eventually. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Oh, better darken his cereal of soup. We kind of covered that one. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed uh, this last Sunday sermon to where... With Pastor Jay? Yeah, with Pastor oh, yeah. Jay. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I liked how he brought up... Uh, I, I got. I wrote this down during service, so I, you know, I'm not bad about that. But he talked about Sarah and Mary and stuff, and how. What, what, what was he saying about Sarah? Where like with her faith and stuff, or was it was I doing something different? Mm. I don't know. I I remember I liked his sermon. He was on fire on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's going everywhere. He was on fire. The message was great. And it was about, um, part of it was about waiting on God mm-hmm. and believing God and partnering with his promise, not trying to fulfill his promises yeah. on yeah. our own. You can't produce the promise, mm-hmm. partner with the promise. Yeah, yeah. We're not called to produce a promise. We're called to partner with the promise. That's Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. I couldn't remember exactly how he phrased it. But if God gives you a promise, if it's a promise that's from God, then he's going to follow through. We basically just have to do our part. So it was, it was a very good message. Yeah. It was a very good message. I think what I put to talk about that I, is in my phone. 
in my notes, currently <laughs> being used as a camera, <laughs> right here behind me. Um, yeah, I wish I put that on my spreadsheet here instead of <laughs> in my notes so I could discuss it better. But I really enjoy, I really like that, and it made a lot of sense. Uh, mm -hmm. You're not to produce the promise. The promise was made by God. You're sometimes it takes a long time for us to wait for it. That's yeah. True. Yep. It is very true. And uh, sometimes the waiting can be very painful. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's the waiting and the trials and everything that makes you cherish that promise so much more. Yeah. It's true. Are you referring to Fader right now? I feel sure. like you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm just speaking in general. Oh, but okay. yeah, we, we yeah, can go there. From our own personal experience. It yes. applies, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then I'm just going to go to something that I want to discuss. Uh, I wrote down a statement the other day, and it's uh, like I've argued with people online. The, there's a big, one of the biggest arguments in Christianity right now amongst Christians that I see is should women be leading in church? Mm -hmm. I think they should. I've got no problem with it. Mm -hmm. And my one of my biggest arguments for that one is Mary Magdala herself, who's the apostle to the apostles, because without her, the the good news of Jesus' resurrection wouldn't have been brought to the apostles. Mm -hmm. And then you have people arguing against that, you know, but Paul says this, and I, when I read that, I think Paul is talking a lot in cultural aspects of women not leading the church then versus mm -hmm. actual biblical because Jesus was always, like, uplifting women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can see that, especially in the story like we discussed previously with, I think it was with Ash about the priest wanting to stone the woman. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also put on here through, this is the statement right now, through the faith of Abraham's wife, Sarah, and the faith of Mary Magdala, we have our faith in Christ, is what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Why did Abraham's wife, Sarah? Okay, yeah, because she had faith in, uh, I think, did, did he talk about that where uh, she had faith in God would give, okay, yeah. you know, yeah. God, here. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to give me a son. Mm -hmm. I have faith in you. And then it happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was talking about. Um, <laughs> I hate my brain sometimes. <laughs> like they were barren. Her womb was barren for yes. so many years. She was old. Mm. Yeah. She was, an old she was woman. like 80, and I think, in her the 80s. Whole, the promise was that, you know. I can't. Gosh, I, I'm so bad at quoting. It's okay. Bible it's verses. the promise that uh, was given to Abraham yeah. that um, he his his descendants would outnumber the stars or something. Yeah. something yeah. That's correct. Something like that is how it's written. And Jesus <laughs> like would be that. a descendant of Abraham. <laughs> yeah. 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 She was 90 when Isaac was born. Yeah. Yeah. But like his point was that you're giving this promise to people that are out in the wilderness with like nothing mm -hmm. they have nothing she's barren mm -hmm. but they got to have faith in the promise mm -hmm. and yeah. then because their faith endured they did receive that promise yeah yes it's just like mary you just go right there with mary's faith right there her faith endured mm -hmm. she didn't leave christ and he was up there she went back to do the funeral rites and mm -hmm. oh hey there's jesus yeah mm -hmm. And another another woman um, that is part of Jesus's lineage lineage is Ruth. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Boaz is is he the father of I think of Obed, who's the father of Jesse. 
who's the father of David, who, I think. Who begot David. Yeah. And then yeah, begot. if you if you go back he begot. and read begot. the begot. lineage begot. of begot. Jesus, um, Boaz is in there. Yeah, it's it, right here. It's Ruth and Boaz's son, Obed, father Jesse, and mm-hmm. Jesse's son was David. Mm-hmm. And Jesus being a direct descendant of David, this says Matthew one one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, yep. Uh, yep. Wow. Yep. And and Ruth wasn't even Jewish, so hmm. there's that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a whole book dedicated to her, isn't there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Four the, chapters. The story of Ruth is is a very very interesting story. She's like widowed. She's to study that. Yeah, she's she's widowed young, and um, her mother in law says, "Go back to your land. You know, you don't need to oh. stay here with me." Naomi is her mother in law. Yep. Yep. I remember and, that story now. And her, she lost both of her sons, and her other daughter in law went back to whatever land they were from, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruth said, no, I'm going to stay with you. And she stayed with Naomi and helped take care of Naomi. And through that, she met Boaz and ended up marrying him and ended up <laughs> being, you know, a great, 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 however many greats it is, grandmother for <laughs> for Jesus. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I never made that correlation. It, it's one of those things that... If you haven't read Ruth before you read the begats for Jesus, you're mm-hmm. not necessarily going to make that connection because it was something that I didn't connect right away. And then way later when somebody was talking about this, the story of Ruth and was going over that, then they went to Matthew and read that, that part. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Huh. <laughs> That's why Ruth was so important. <laughs> That's why her story was so important. Makes sense. Yeah. To circle back what you said about women being involved with yeah. the church, I think that, and now I don't, I don't have any facts on this because I don't speak or read Hebrew or any of the traditional languages, but I think it's, it's a lost in translation deal. I don't think that Jesus was interpreting uh, being involved in the church as just a male thing i think Mm -hmm. you know they use the word he but i think that he was using it as a umbrella for male and female yeah for everyone so i think it's a loss in translation thing and we're human so there may have been some people in the past who wrote the bible the way that they wanted it to be to exclude females and you know bad on them i wouldn't want to be in front of god and you know have god say hey guess what you did you did this and you shouldn't have. I wouldn't want to be there. That's not cool. Well, and I think a lot of it is cultural. I really do. I think it's it's more that's how things were set up initially. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of the stuff that um, I, I've, I've watched some, some YouTube videos of different pastors debating this. And um, I haven't watched the whole series. There's a guy named Mark Mark Winger, I think is his name. Wing, wing like a bird's wing. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear that I'm enunciating properly. But um, 
he he did a a YouTube series on this, and I've I've watched a few of the episodes. And one of the things that he brings up is that in in that um, part of I think it's Second Corinthians where they're talking where they're talking about the women, the reason that Paul was addressing what was going on with the women is because they were interrupting the service. They weren't. Um, it wasn't about them leading. It was about them getting up and interrupting the pastor, you know, pulling some of the things that, you know, that you see little kids doing, interrupting and not letting the teaching go on. And then that's why um, that was going on culturally in the, in that church at that time. So some of the context may just be different because we don't know what the situation was at the time, what the letter was directly addressing. So because they specifically mentioned the women, people are like, oh, well, it's, you know, women can't do any of this stuff because these women were disrupting the service, disrupting, you know, other people learning and getting to know God and disrupting the spirit. And, you know, because we all know people that um, will take over and, be loud and obnoxious and interrupt and, you know, in different situations, not just in church. So part of it may just have been behavioral or cultural. Right. So I think there's a lot of cultural involved in Paul's teachings on that because there's multiple places he talks about women shouldn't be the head of the church and all this. They should just talk about it at home. Mm -hmm. But I I just pulled up here. It's uh, right before the parable of the, farmer scattering seed it tell tells three names that were with jesus and the disciples i think there's an emphasis on the 12 disciples of course but he had a whole lot of disciples Mm -hmm. if you go back before they all kind of left into their own thing but three of the women that were with him was mary magdala joanna which is herod's business manager and susanna and they all would preach and spread the word Mm -hmm. so it's like jesus had women with him preaching and spreading the word as well yeah so it's like I don't understand if as if you're going to say you're Christian and yet you're going to exclude women, you're going against what you say you are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if you go oh. to search uh, Mark Winger, make sure you type in Mark Winger pastor. Oh. Oh, is you there another one? Bad? Mark Winger, that's going to be your first hit, is a guy who was a nuclear technician. He married his <laughs> wife who was in the nuclear technician field, and after that he killed... Her and another guy, apparently, yeah. So wow. that's, that's why he's like top hit. Wow. But yeah, so <laughs> make sure you're very specific about which search you're doing. Yeah, it's Mike Winger. Yeah. So, yeah, Mike. Yeah. Did I say Mark before? You did say Mark. Yeah, it's so. Mike. Okay. <laughs> Might give you a different result. Yeah, yeah. right. There's a it's Mike, Mike Winger cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah, just Mike Winger pastor. Yeah, he's he's got a whole YouTube uh, vi- video series on all kinds of stuff. I've watched a lot of his videos. For the most part, I agree with the stuff that he says, but sometimes I'm like, eh, I think you're a little off. But a little out there. Yeah, but uh, I I really like the stuff that he he puts out there because he also when when he puts these videos out, he he puts out this is one view. This is why they think this. This is another view. This is why they think this. This is my view. You know. This is the scripture that supports it. This is the scripture that they're using to support this. So he's very, very, very broad with the way he covers different um, 
different things and then he'll say this is this is why I believe that this is the correct thing so mm-hmm. he's very very open about um, discussing the different things so nice yeah I, I really like his videos I wonder if Mike has a brother named Kip that's a music joke okay uh-huh. yeah I don't get it <laughs> uh, there was a rock band called winger his, the lead singer was called his name is kip winger okay like i said it's a music job <laughs> okay what was the band called winger the, the, just winger <laughs> just winger that was his last winger? name yeah okay did they ever wing it oh, oh i'm sure you did <laughs> uh, horrible horrible dad joke uh. he's, he, he's a he's a pretty good guitarist and he sang too, but yeah, he's a pretty good guitarist. Huh. I wanted to pull up something else real quick. You know, I'm sad I didn't get to do all my jokes this past Wednesday. You didn't do all of them? Nope. You I had did 20, a bunch. I had 20 written down. How many did you do? Uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> half. I was busy. Saving for next time. Ushering children, so I didn't, yeah, didn't get her all of them. Yeah, let me get there. Stacy and I heard some jokes last night that I'd like to tell you, but it's not podcast <laughs> appropriate. Oh gosh, <laughs> some of those were so bad. They were specifically dark humor jokes. Oh, I love so, dark yeah, humor. Yeah, I'll tell lie. you later. Oh, they All were right. so bad. They were Tic Tacs <laughs> that somebody was watching on YouTube. <laughs> oh, um, I'll, I'll say a couple of ones I had written down. Who was the best G- DJ in the Bible? It was Jesus. He turned tables. <laughs> um, nice. Where is Solomon's temple located? I don't know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right on his forehead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. What time of day... Was Adam created a little before Eve? Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? I don't know. It was Samson. He brought the house down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I'll, I'll, I'll do one more. How did Lot's wife feel about having to leave Sodom? She was salty. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That one's good. I like that one. She was salty. She was salty. Salty. <laughs> <laughs> Forget who I was talking to about this. If it was Zach or somebody, but um, there's people that have been in the Sodom and Gomorrah area looking for the sulfur. They found sulfur pillars of salt and all that stuff. Apparently, there's a picture out there that they think matches the description of what would have been the wife. Um. Why did I just forget his name? Her name. Her name. <laughs> Lot's wife. So apparently it's a pillar of salt, and it's the right height for a woman back then. And they're like, this has got to be it. Hmm. Which I think is pretty interesting to think mm-hmm. about. Now i got to look. I'm sorry. <laughs> you good? Um, wow, I just clicked on the wrong thing. I am sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's Okay. Uh, back to the whether women should, you know, be in ministry or not. One of the things that came to mind for me, I had to, I had to look it up. It's in Acts. Is Peter's addressing the crowd and he's talking about end times? But uh, he said, uh, uh, "This is in Acts 
2.14, I believe. Yeah, 2.14. Uh, when Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me exp- explain to you this. Listen carefully when I say these people are not drunk. This is during Pentecost. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what is spoken of by the prophet Joel. So it's in jo- the book of Joel too. Uh, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your older men will dream dreams. Even on my all my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. They will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood. Therefore, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So according to that, men and women are both going to be used of God Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Both will prophesy. Yeah, they will both prophesy. And that, that was the big part um, that came to mind for me is that, you know, I mean, I've got, I've got a gift of prophecy. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I um, see things and hear things and know things and <laughs> get words for people. So I know that it's true. I know that, you know, God uses women and... Um, I've been in the churches where they they refuse to let women do things because they they think that they shouldn't be in ministry. But um, I I don't agree with it at all. Yeah, I don't agree with them at all either. Oh, oh, you found it? Supposedly, Lot's wife of the Bible star. I'm gonna put, bring it up to the camera. Maybe her her mm. she was not named in the Bible. Suppose that well, it just went blurry, but there's a, a pillar right there that's supposedly supposed to be her. Interesting. Huh. And it would make sense that she would be surrounded by sand slash rock now because time, mm-hmm. the yeah. pillar would still be there. It makes yeah. Sense. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, apparently they you break open all that stuff and you'll find salt and sulfur and all that underneath this crust of elements that's hmm. pretty easy to look that up on google too to see the sulfur balls yeah let's go on a trip <coughs> should uh in a little rocket ship should send that link to the discord and we can get that included in the description for the video can do or in the comments oh, yeah, or something. We can do that. yeah for show um oh here's a good question for everybody in a five-minute question, a five-minute conversation, what would you ask Jesus? Ooh. In a five-minute conversation, five minutes, what would you ask? all you got. Wow. Oh, no. You have to limit it. Yep, five minutes. Hmm. It's a good thing you're asking this now or I would not be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> five-minute conversation with Jesus. Okay, I'll change it. What's one question you would ask? Just one. Just one. Oh, Jesus. That's not any better. <laughs> I am sorry. I've got one. Let's do it. What you got? I would ask him if Robin Hood was Robin of Loxley or another individual. Because Robin Hood is a big figure in my life. I, I really relate to the idea of stealing from the rich and giving to the poor because you're helping people 
who might be being oppressed by other people. Not that I'm saying that I do these kind of things, but I relate with the idea. I would also ask, for the record, I would also ask about um, Jack the Ripper, oh. the true identity of Jack the Ripper, because that is still a mystery as far as anybody knows. I think I flow along with the theory on that one that it was a midwife. That was Jack the Ripper. They had to be very talented with a blade. Mm-hmm. So and back important. then they would do C-sections. Sure. And cutting umbilicals and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure. That, that's a whole podcast right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think, I think it was a midwife. That's my huh. opinion. Interesting. I mean, or a doctor. That's the theory. One of them yeah. was a doctor. Mm-hmm. There's like seven people that they had as suspects. And one of them, yes. was, I think two of them were doctors. One of them was a female, but I don't remember if she was a midwife or not. But that's a very important. Yep, I know that when I was reading on that, it was the prostitutes that were having the children that some of them would get killed. Doctors wouldn't go to those prostitutes to help them deliver, but the midwives would. Sure. So I think that kind of might narrow that down. Hmm. Yeah. No. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So my question would be. Tell me the truth. Did you make the platypus just to mess with scientists? Because <laughs> I'm convinced that that's the whole reason that the platypus exists, is God's sense of yes. humor to mess with humans. Here, classify this. Have fun. I would, yeah. wa- I would wager on that. Yeah. I would wager it's a yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would so, be my question. The sense of humor has to be somewhat like ours at minimum. Yes. Yeah. I would say for sure it's got to be. Miss Shawnee, you got one? Hmm. I don't know which one to choose. Just say one. Any of them are good enough. I don't know. I'd probably ask him something about reincarnation. Ooh, I actually have something about that. If I can go to it, it's in Matthew 17, verses 10, or Matthew, well, it's Matthew 17, and I've got 10 through 13 here. That was actually something I would I, will, I would ask. Apparently, I can't spell Matthew either. And my son is making up music in the background for us, guys. <laughs> so Matthew 17. <laughs> I don't know what he's singing back there. Something about, okay, I believe okay. you. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Ronan. Come here. Uh oh. Don't trip over the cords. Okay. If you could ask Jesus one question, what would you ask? I don't know. I know there's so many. Mm-hmm. Okay, think for a second, Ronan. I'm gonna bring up Mom's question about the reincarnation deal. I know it's taught in most Christians that reincarnation doesn't exist, but I've got an example here in the Bible that I think talks about reincarnation happening. It says then his disciples asked him, "Why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes?" Jesus replied, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready, but I tell you, Elijah has already come, but he wasn't recognized, and they chose to abuse him. And in the same way, they will also make the Son of Man suffer. Then the disciples realized he was talking about John the Baptist. 
And I know there's another spot in here where he blatantly says Elijah did come and it was John. I got caught up on semantics. You guys were talking about reincarnation into a human form. Yeah. Sorry, I was going down different routes. You weren't going into uh, cows? Yeah, like animals. Different animals yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly believe in reincarnation, um, but uh, that scripture, I don't know. It's, yeah, right. it's a little bit to mull over. I always took that as not a direct, he came back and was reincarnated into John. Um, I took it as a, uh, more along the lines of their, their understanding of who was coming before was wrong, that, um, that John the Baptist was the forerunner for Christ, more, more along those lines. So I, I don't know. I, I really hadn't yeah. ever considered it that way, so... Yep, because when I read that, it was like instantly, it's like, is this reincarnation? So I think that's a good question to ask him. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, did God reincarnate Elijah into John? Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, God's omnipotent. Yeah. There's nothing that says he couldn't do that. Right. Yeah, there's nothing that says he couldn't do that. I don't... I don't know if I believe in a lot of the religions where they say that, oh, you're, you die, you're reincarnated as a sparrow. No, I don't think that. Hmm. Yeah. It, if God wanted to happen, though. Right. Well, yeah, God God can do whatever he wants. Exactly. And I, I, I completely believe that 100%, and we shouldn't put him into a box. I don't, I don't think it fits with God's character, and I can't give you an exact reason why it doesn't to me, doesn't seem like it, it would yeah. fit with his character to reincarnate someone. Um, but uh, there is always a... In, in almost every situation where we have these false beliefs, there's a, like a grain of truth mm-hmm. in that. So um, it's a very good question. Very good question. And huh, it's something I'm going to have to think about more. Well, and it's also like we, you know, we've heard the stories of like people that have died and been resuscitated and Mm -hmm. they tell us like what they've experienced. Mm -hmm. We've also got stories about people recalling a past life Mm -hmm. or like, um, like stories about children that were like, I knew you before and Mm -hmm. I came, like I chose you. Mm -hmm. Like they knew, they knew you before and they chose you and then like there's other stories where it's like I wasn't ready I was called back mm-hmm. and then I came again type mm-hmm. of thing like children saying that to their parents mm-hmm. and it's like how much of that is honestly something that they experienced rather than something that was made up in their mind mm-hmm. right. yeah like Ronan told me a story before about his other mom that lived in the hospital I was like but I I'm your mom. <laughs> like, uh-huh. what? <laughs> yeah. Or when he was like, was it two or three years old, telling me about how his daughters and wife drowned in the ocean, and that's why he was scared of the water. That was a creepy story. <laughs> that oh, he wow. just randomly just spoke about. We don't watch bad stuff around him at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where that came from. All right, Ronan, you had your hand up. You, you did a good job waiting. Thank you. Very patient. So my question... And it would be, 
So my question would be, what's the weirdest animal on earth? Ooh, that would be a fun one. Yeah. See what Jesus would think about that. Yeah. Might even be something that we haven't even seen before. Mm -hmm. It could be something that lives in the depths of the ocean or in the middle of the jungle that we've not even seen before. Wow. That's a good question. Yeah, it's a really good question. Wonder if he would maybe he would say the platypus for that one, <laughs> or that little bear thing that could survive through nu- nuclear blasts and out in space and mm-hmm. it's a little mm-hmm. microbe. Cool. I forget what that bear is called though. It's from Wild Kratts. Yeah, they have an episode about it. Yep. Um, watched it in a long time. <laughs> I don't remember. Even on the King James version, though, it talks about. Um, says right, very the same thing. Disciples understood that he spake it onto them about John the Baptist, mm-hmm. saying Elijah has already come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I just I don't know what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I always took it a different way. Like so. his likeness has already come, but it's like yeah, but it more along the lines of not. John John the Baptist specifically being Elijah, but um, not you know how how sometimes you'll know somebody and they're like somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That in in that I've always related it in that way. Like this person is like this person. They're both forerunners. They both came to announce yeah. you know something. Mm-hmm. So I I always took it like that, not as actual reincarnation and i know that there i know that there are are people that have had experiences and remember things and and everything and i can't i can't explain any of that you know um so i don't i don't know i i don't know but you know i don't think that because God can do anything. Yes. I don't think that we should put him in a box and say, well, he absolutely can't do this. It, it, it's, to me, doesn't, doesn't seem like it fits his character, like I said. But right. um, I don't know. I've got to do, this is something that I'm going to have to do a little bit of research on and see if there's any, you know, other scriptures that back it up and, yeah. and stuff. Because it's, it's, it's interesting to think about. You know, it blows me away. Sean had brought up those... Uh, kids that told stories and a lot of them said oh god told me i wasn't ready yet so he brought me back mm-hmm. to heaven they'll like specifically say god did this and brought me back to heaven it's like okay god's omnipotent all-powerful that's something that could happen it's like does your soul remember it you know god knew you before you were sti- knows you before you were stitched in the womb so he knows your soul mm-hmm. so could those memories from your soul be coming over into the physical mm-hmm. it's like i've always thought your soul knows more than we do oh yeah, yeah. Right. well in children i think a lot of times are more connected to god oh yeah and um because they they haven't i mean not all children because some some kids are they grew up in really unfortunate situations and mm-hmm. and they uh um are damaged very early but um most children i think are are closer to God and um, are more sensitive to the things of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And even if 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 reincarnation is not real, uh, there could be kids that have the gift of prophecy that are picking those things up from other people or other places. 
I mean, because I know with my gift of prophecy, I just, I pick up things and I know something. And sometimes I know something and I don't have any idea who it's about. I know that uh, Chris has um, a big gift of intercession and he will like manifest physical symptoms for somebody that is having some kind of a health problem, you know, and not know who it is or what it is or anything. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that if if reincarnation isn't a real thing, that it that those kids are actually picking up something else, something from someone else and broadcasting it because they, you know, don't know what they're picking up. I mean, because I as an adult, I don't always know what I'm I'm picking up from somebody else. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's just <sighs> sorry my throat got a little something going on there. But um But yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. I know when I was a kid, I always thought like there was, I don't know, I always felt like I, when I, from when I was a kid that I knew more than I what was being taught to me. Mm-hmm. Like I knew more about how the way things worked and did this. Then it's like the preacher or somebody would tell me something. I'd be like, no, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't know. I yeah. Don't, with some of those kids, I wonder if like their, their uh, soul knowledge is coming mm-hmm. through. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it does to me. <laughs> absolutely does to me because I, I, I've I, had those experiences. I mean, even as a young kid, I would just know something and then I would make a comment and my mom and dad are like, oh, you're crazy, you know, ignore it. But like, I remember, I think it was 94 when, it, when we had a lot of rain and we had a, I think they called it the great flood. Was it 94? 93 or 94? The great flood of whatever in the 90s. Um, but <laughs> uh, we were going to visit my grandma and grandpa, and we had to go down this highway. And the the water was like a couple feet from the highway. But it was, you know, over grand distances, like really huge distances. So in order for it to make that extra like a couple feet to the highway, um, it would need a lot of rain, like a ridiculous amount of rain. And I looked at that. As a kid, and I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew that it was going to cover the road and we weren't going to be able to get to see grandma and grandpa for a while. And I told my mom and dad, I'm like, it's going to keep raining like this and it's going to wash the bridge out and we're not going to get to see grandma and grandpa. And they're they're like, you're crazy. That's a lot of rain. And then what happened, it continued to rain. That whole bridge got wiped out. We couldn't go see them for a long time because the, the Missouri River actually came up and... Uh, flooded riverside it came up to the top of like buildings and stuff just like the roof was sticking out of some of these really tall buildings (laughs) and stuff yeah it was a crazy flood it was a big flood um so yeah I just knew I knew it as as and I was a kid and I shouldn't have known and my parents were like you're crazy (laughs) and then when it happened my mom was like you were right you were right (laughs) so I don't know. Sometimes kids just know things. Yeah. They yeah. just do. So my mind's stuck on the intercession thing. What do you mean by that? Like, oh. what is that? Because I tried looking it up, and it talked about university study periods. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, that, that can't be oh, right. oh, like prayer for people. Like intercessing for people in prayer is what I'm talking about. Because, yeah, Chris will just get a feeling. Like the other day, my mom called me because my dad – she had to take my dad to the emergency room. He's been, he had, he's had a couple of surgeries and, 
um, he's, he was having some internal bleeding. So she, she knew he was probably having internal bleeding for a couple of days. He refused to go to the emergency room. So she calls me because she finally got him to go to the emergency room. And I, I kid you not, I was on the phone with her for like maybe three minutes and he texts me and he's like, Hey, what's up? (laughs) And I send him a message back and tell him what's going on. He's like, okay, praying. And then I send him a message back and I'm like, Hey, just out of curiosity, did you, why did you text me? Was it because you felt like you needed to, you know, and that's exactly why. So yeah, he just, he feels like he needs to pray for somebody or sometimes like manifest physical symptoms. Like he'll have Mm -hmm. like chest pain if somebody's having heart problems and stuff like that, he'll manifest it and then intercede for whoever it is. So So it's praying on behalf of others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it gives like a Catholic example here of asking the saints to pray for yourself or others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I've, that's something I don't understand. I'd like to actually get a little more in depth on that with the Catholicism deal because I don't think that's correct if you're speaking biblically. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it biblically. I do understand a little bit of what Catholics believe on that. Uh, so one of the one of the podcasts that I listen to, one of the guys is Catholic, and he he every time somebody asks him this the question about the intercessory prayer and the saints, he says, it's, we're not praying to the saints. He says, we are asking the saints to pray on our behalf. And I don't, I don't think that people that are dead actually hear us. um, Because I think if they could see us and hear us all the time, they would probably be very sad sometimes for mm-hmm. us, and it says that there's no there's no sadness in heaven. So I don't think that they actually can see us and hear us all the time. So I don't think that you can ask them to pray for you. But um, a, a lot of people take it as they're praying to the saints specifically, whereas he said we are asking the saints to pray on our behalf. Um, but then, they're, how are they asking the saints? They're basically praying. Basically, in order to yeah. Ask the saints yeah. to pray right. for them. Yeah, yeah. And in the Old Testament, it says you are not to talk to the dead. Yeah. So yeah. the saints are dead. Yeah. We shouldn't be talking to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's. I don't think theologically it's um, something that you should do. But I, I, I can kind of understand if you think that. Um, someone that's passed on can actually see you and hear you, why you would say, you know, especially if, think about it, if it's your mom and you were really close to your mom and your mom was this big prayer warrior, of course you'd ask mom to pray for you. And if Mm -hmm. mom's passed on, you know, I can understand how somebody would get to that point. I don't, I don't agree with it specifically, but I can, I can understand how somebody could get to that idea. Going to a cemetery where somebody's buried and you talk to them, mm-hmm. like yeah. Even if biblically you're not supposed to, there's still lots of instances where that does happen. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like I told Shawnee, when I die, that's not me anymore. Right, right. That's my body. Burn it. Spread the ashes somewhere that I thought was pretty. <laughs> Specifically, put my body on a boat that's on top of a bunch of uh, 
logs that are stacked nicely and push me out over the lake and launch a burning <laughs> arrow and set it on fire. It's not allowed. <laughs> I think you can get a permit for it now, actually, in some areas. Uh, maybe. I think if you leave the continent of the United States, you could make it happen. <laughs> Let's go to Norway. <laughs> the lands of my ancestors. Well, technically, she'd be going to Norway. You <laughs> well, yeah, true, not true. the lands of my ancestors. <laughs> well, yours are Sweden. Swedish and German. No, it's Prussia. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but Prussia was taken over by Germany. Yes. So we're German. I have a fun question that Stacy brought to me that I'm totally going to jump on because right. this is an interesting study that had been going around. Shawnee, yeah. how many times a day do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Jake? I would say at least two or three times because the Roman Empire true. is awesome. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a study that was going around that it says that most women don't think about the Roman Empire any time during the day, and guys think about it at least one time a day, if not more. Why? Because it, the Roman Empire was awesome. It's it's a TikTok yeah. trend is what it is. Right. Women go around and ask the men in their lives how many times a day they think of the Roman Empire. Now, I don't think of the Roman Empire every day, but I think about it regularly because it's heavily tied in with the New Testament. Right. right. Yeah. So I, I do think of it regularly i don't think of it specifically like even like when i'm studying the bible like it it'll be like a a reference <coughs> uh -huh. like thinking of it specifically and then in my mind i go military formation yes. you know the gladiuses yeah um construction yeah, yeah. roman construction yeah. i mean we wouldn't have indoor plumbing without mm -hmm. them Aqueducts yeah. bringing water. Yeah, should we be thankful and thinking of the Roman Empire every time we go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Romans, for the ability to poo in a toilet with water that flushes and leaves my house. Thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, yep. man. Good stuff. Yeah, that was one of the things that got brought up on several of the podcasts I listened to. And I'm like, this is hilarious because some of the clips, if you watch some of the TikTok clips, it's funny because the women are like, what? They, they just get this weird look on their face. Like, why would I? Well, yeah, some of the guys, it's like, well, a little bit. And how much is a little bit? Well, at least three or four times a month. So at least once a week. Well, yeah. And then some of them are like, oh, several times a day. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to ask this to my dad. Huh. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I kind of wonder. Yeah. You never know what he's thinking. See, for me, it's Greeks and the Romans. Hmm. They're both like big empires. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. Now I want to ask all of my uncles, too. Yeah. I bet you Chuck is a lot. <laughs> I bet Chuck is a lot. I bet you he thinks about him. I totally should have used that we'll for my know, random question. Yeah. I, <laughs> saw, I saw in my history, and I'm like, oh, yes, I should ask this. We should go, we should go around to the church tomorrow. <laughs> just like we're videotape people. So, you, sir, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? Yeah. <laughs> ask the men and the women and, You're right. and see, get a good good well, cross-section. Pull the couples, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would yeah. be fun. I guess you would even have to, you could just pull everybody. You wouldn't have to just pull couples. Yeah. 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 Just get a cross Ask section. It'd yeah. be fun. Stop everybody as they're leaving. Stop! <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> Handing out a flyer before to know. church. <laughs> well, I, to uh, know. by the end, of the end of the church service, everybody will be thinking of the Roman Empire because you asked that question. <laughs> we'll just get Frank standing on stage and he'll be all like, all right, everybody, we have an important question. 
<laughs> if you think about the Roman Empire at least once a month, raise your hand. <laughs> all right, now twice a month. <laughs> just keep going up. And just have all this, uh, all the ushers out there counting. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if you'd do it. It'd <laughs> be kind of funny. Like, uh, what do they? What do we call that? Breaking the uh, when you're got a big crowd, you got to say something or ask a icebreaker? question. Icebreaker. Icebreaker. Oh, it'd be a good icebreaker, icebreaker. for church. Ah. All right, before we start worship, guys, we we need to know <laughs> Roman Empire. Not everybody's there before worship. Is he? Is he here? Uh, Teresa was. She walked. She looked like she was looking for something, but <laughs> maybe that's the drill we heard. Maybe they're over on the other side putting something up. Uh. <laughs> It'd be fun to pitch it at him and see what he says. <laughs> well, we can go see real quick if he's there. Well, I could too. Yeah, I mean, I, whatever works. You want to run over there? <laughs> sure. All right. Yeah, we're going to go see if Pastor Frank's here or not. If Teresa's here, maybe we can ask her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fun question. I mean, I really wasn't surprised that men think about it more than women do. I mean, honestly. I mean, yeah. But it's it's just funny because some of the some of the videos that well, I saw. Well, and then I also wonder in that vein, like, do you also pull the people that are married versus single? Because maybe there would be more women that are married to guys that think about the Roman Empire more often. That would think about it more often than a single. Uh huh. Yeah. Because the guy does and brings it up. Uh huh. I yeah. bet you the single dude thinks about the Roman Empire more than the than the married, so? married, married guy. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Because hmm. think about it, the single guy when he's not got nothing going on, what's he doing? He's playing video games or mm -hmm. watching stuff. And yeah. a lot of that I remember watching the History Channel all the time. So. Yeah. Not here. No dice. Sad day. <laughs> She must have disappeared really quick after she saw us recording. Probably. <laughs> she just looked like she was looking for something. She went in and around in the back up. What she doesn't know is she's going to be on YouTube now because the camera was, you guys were talking. <laughs> the camera was facing that way. Nice. Sorry, go into the kitchen and then back out. <laughs> That's fun. She is not camera shy, so I'm sure she doesn't care. <laughs> See, I've, tried, I've talked to her about coming on the podcast before, and she keeps saying she doesn't want to, doesn't want to be on the camera and stuff, so I don't know. Huh. But she's on know. Super Kids all the time. Well, that's different. That's Super Kids. Well, and she's also on all the YouTube videos yeah, for the huh. church when she gets up and she stands in front of the so, church and talks. Yeah. Oh, just like Holly, she's up there on the YouTube stuff when she gets on stage, but she's a little adamant about being on video. I told her we could do this without video. Mm-hmm. No problem there. I'll yeah. do this. That video sound is fine by me. I just want them talking on here because right. they've got some great stuff. Yeah. All right. We are probably over an hour and a half at this point, depending on how long it took us to clean up that lemonade back there. <laughs> we got any final thoughts? I think this is a good point to wrap up. My wife is just staring at me. <laughs> did you ever say what you would ask Jesus? I don't think I did. <laughs> I'm always forgetting myself when it comes it's to these true. things. It's true. He'll ask a question and then not answer the question. Yeah. You should probably start answering your question first. <laughs> that way but, you don't forget. <laughs> then I feel like I'm being rude. It's like, no, I'm going to let everybody else first. Um, I think I would ask him if I was doing the right thing. What do you mean? Like the, how I'm going about life. Yeah. Am I doing it right? Yeah. Which then he could just be like, yes or no. And if he just says, no, boom, disappeared. Like, ah, <laughs> give me one more question. 
I don't think he'd give you a yes or a no. She just looks at maybe. I think he'd be like, well, maybe in these parts of your life you're doing the right thing, but in these parts you could be doing things differently. I honestly think if you ask Jesus that question directly, he would tell you a parable of how you're doing. And oh, I would love that. Yeah. If, I'd be yeah. like, wait, wait, let me record. Let yeah, me record. because he he's the great storyteller, <laughs> and in when he addressed people, most of the time it wasn't a direct, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, true, any, yeah. you know, about their behavior or anything like that. It was he he told a story, and mm-hmm. that's how he portrayed what the right thing to do was. So I think he would tell you a story about your life, but it would be a parable that wouldn't well, be, be exactly epic. your life. It would be something else that would be awesome yeah because he never like answered it like straight on a lot of the times it was, yeah like, it's a parable to make you think about it mm-hmm. right? you had to think critical thinking here mm-hmm. so that would be awesome pastor and a storyteller so you wouldn't get a yes or no it would be a considerably longer answer yeah it's yeah. it's just like his npcs when you ask them a question they give you this weird cryptic answer and you're like i, I have no idea what that means i don't know what you're talking about yeah i know you don't <laughs> Because you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're at a good ending point right now. I think in the future, I, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I would love to do a podcast on like economics, biblically speaking. Mm. Okay. A, I was listening to another podcast with um, Kimber the Guy's podcast. Uh, it was uh, something ice, ice Coffee Hour, I want to say it was. Mm. And um, they had a guy on from uh, Ramsey. Oh, the, okay. Oh, yeah. The finance guy yeah, yeah. from Dave Ramsey. Oh, okay. It's someone that works for him. And he brought up that there were over 2,000 scriptures that were devoted to finance hmm. in the Bible. So I think that'd be an epic thing to go over because finance is becoming a huge thing to me. I'm always watching stuff on finance, researching it, revamping my spreadsheets to change the formulas. Freaking out about finances. Oh, yeah. Money, money, money. You know, I'm trying to get it right because I grew up in a family that. Nobody in my family knows about money. So I'm trying to learn it so I can teach my kids, make our lives better than maybe teach my nephews too. But they brought that up to over 2,000 verses that focus around finance. So I think that's, there's that much. It must be an important topic. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, then even like if you're not thinking of it from a biblical standpoint, money is a huge factor in pretty much everyone's lives and mm-hmm. society as a whole. Yeah. In this day and age, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, in all days and ages. Uh, when they had the bartering system, money wasn't an issue. I it got was, a gold tooth. It, it wasn't as big of an issue. I mean, it was still an issue, but right. what you were using for currency was the things that you had. Right. So it... Yeah, so, I mean, there was still a system there, whether it was literal right. literal money or... You had to have something. Or chickens. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Livestock. Or right. honey, liquid gold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess a lot of Dave Ramsey's principles are biblical based. Hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know that he was as big of a Christian as he actually is. So that mm-hmm. kind of really surprised me when I found that out. Yeah. And there's so many, like, there's so many different sides of that money coin, if you will, mm-hmm. that, like, sometimes you have to balance it really carefully between carefully considering and being safe and giving mm-hmm. and like becoming greedy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What is it? Uh, in, or you keep wanting to say something, Chris. I'm glad that you specified which Ramsey you were speaking about. Oh, uh, like Gordon Ramsay. I went to Gordon right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's raw. <laughs> uh, but no, what is it in Proverbs? It says uh, the verse basically implies that money made fast is spent and forgotten about, but money that takes time to build up is wealth that lasts forever, basically. Mm-hmm. I know that's not exactly what the verse says, but that's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And my brain works around the gist of things a lot, so yeah, and it just it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a cool topic someday. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, yeah. Kind of like I want to talk about Enoch and all this. I just need to focus and do a lot of research on some things, and then actually have a, uh, I don't know, a layout of things for us to talk about. So you're saying you need time. <laughs> <laughs> what is time? <laughs> It's another currency. <laughs> Basically. It's the most valuable thing on this planet. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Well, I'm... You can never get it back. I'm right. totally good with doing different um, topics like that. I'd like to do research on the those topics as well before we, yeah. like, dive into them oh, yeah. deeply. Yeah. So, like, maybe not something that we just randomly fall into. Something that's pre-planned. A little bit more planned. Yeah. Be like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. three weeks from now, we're going to talk about this and then yeah. give us a few weeks to really dig your teeth into it. Mm-hmm. Shoot Dave Ramsey a message and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, get, so, get you or somebody on to talk about this with us. Oh, he <laughs> probably would for a fee. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's worth yeah. an ask. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else, ladies and gentlemen? We might also speak to somebody who's in the church that deals with finances for the church burns who i thought it was somebody else but i mean we could talk to somebody who deals with finances here and see if they're interested sorry i thought i was hearing other voices i heard it too did you yeah. i've been ronin he's in the other room ghosties i think some, <laughs> i think somebody else is here too i'm okay. not gonna say a name but yeah okay i saw their vehicle is it red mm-hmm Kind of newer car. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. okay. Yeah, it's a he. I know. Okay, yeah, I'm just I'm asking you. To that's fair. No, yeah, that's fair. What if I get get him on here? I, was, I wasn't trying to disclose that information, <laughs> but yeah, I get it. All right. Um. Yeah. Maybe we just start messaging random people. Hey. <laughs> get the coffee people on here. Yeah. I can't remember the name. The Holy Grounds. Oh. oh the mm-hmm. boss. Yeah. I think that'd be cool if we could get people from our church involved in this too and get talking about just the stories, you know, because this was a podcast originally to show the world what Christians are, that we're not just what they see on TV. So that includes everybody else, not just us four people. Right, right. Yeah. So hopefully in the future we'll see that as well. All right. I think we're at a great stopping point. We should be about an hour 30, if not a little more. So leave your comments, thoughts, reviews, whatever down in the in the well in the comments below on the video or the podcast. We're on Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Audio, what's it called, Shawnee? What? Audible. 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 All right. Yeah. It is nice uh YouTube. What? YouTube. YouTube. Yes, the YouTube. Uh, I was like, what? What's a YouTube? Is this new? <laughs> yes. Discord. Yeah, Discord. Send us an email. Yep. Um, all our videos, I put our Discord invite link down there so y'all can just see that and hop on over. And we got general discussion boards and all that good stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Chris, you want to lead us out in prayer? I'd love to. All right. 
All right, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this blessed time that we had and all the other blessings that you bestow upon us in your holy and blessed name. Amen. 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 All right, as always, I love talking with you guys and hanging out, and I love everyone that's listening to this. See you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.